This is a CurioCast podcast emporium show fueled by perpetual self-doubt. Welcome to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe and with a guest, and we talk about all the characters we all know and love and forgotten as well. With me today is the, I need to elevate it, uh, the spectacular and wonderful hub from Titan Up the Defense. That's Titan as in Teen Titan, by the way. Thank you. And you yeah. nailed it. I, I am spectacular and wonderful. I yeah. I have that written down on a card in front of me. You, you've you done your research, sir. Well, you know what? Uh, I mean, after taking over your uh, life and IP... I um, forgot you had uh, done that. So, so really, by complimenting me, you're just being self-aggrandizing. Yes, yeah. Because uh, I think a white female hub li- oh, hub's oh, life. Jeez. Always yeah. the bridesmaid, never the Bridget Fonda. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sorry. Just, oh, I just, okay, sorry, I just noticed something. This has nothing to do with this podcast. So I just got a book, Choose Your Adventure book, bought, that one of my listeners bought for me. That was nice. Okay. Called Rock and Roll Mystery. Nice. Okay. And uh, guess what number it is. Uh, with the Choose Your Adventure book. 55. No, it's 69. Ah, uh, that was going to be my first guess. But th- see, that was going to be my first guess. But then I thought maybe where it's rock and roll, you're going to go for a Sammy Hagar thing, which is, you know, no, the number no. that he can't drive. No, it's, it's, it's mentioning all the sex that these two real handsome dudes from the. Oh, whatever. Yeah. 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 They're real handsome. They probably get all the, all the beegers. Oh, totally. I, I mean, I think that's why you get into the rock and roll business and. The whatever era that was. I think in any era, probably, to be fair. Uh, well, this book came out in 87, so that's still hair uh, hair metal, right? I, th- that was certainly a popular type of music right then. I Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't see... I didn't see a lot of rock and roll musicians looking like those dudes did in the, in the yeah, mid to late they, 80s. Well, I think one of them's a lady. They just have very similar hair. My brother, uh, who is a frequent... Uh, He's my co-host of the Teen Titans podcast, Corey. Um, yes, Corey is great. Yeah, thank you. Uh, on his behalf. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, you don't know this, but Corey's actually a character that I do. Um, I, I, I work very hard on him. Corey, uh, when we were younger, he thought that the people in Poison were ladies and that they were very attractive ladies. Well, you know what? Brett Michaels isn't that unattractive. At the time, no. It, it's certainly he has not aged particularly well. Yeah, no, they they were dolled up like the the women who were on a lot of other posters that Corey owned at the time, like washing cars and things. And they didn't look that dissimilar. But he really did think that, like, oh, the, these guys that are in the band Poison, they must be really good musicians because they got all these pretty ladies to be on their album cover. <laughs> well, you know, maybe maybe Corey just found out something about himself. You know, that's all good. 
Could be. But I don't know. I I I, I probably would be slightly confused. Uh, the eighties were a confusing uh, time for rock and roll aesthetic. Well, I mean, I probably would be confused now because I know that I'm into dudes also. So, but like you know, back then, yeah, yeah, back there was, then I'd be yeah. like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but now I just now I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you know, it's totally different. I'm trying to remember who it was. <laughs> I was listening to somebody who was talking about those like '80s hair metal videos that they all seem to take place in fact, uh, like factories that manufactured sparks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they seem to. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not well versed in '80s music videos, but like, I do remember a lot of. Uh, you should farts. do yourself a favor and check check some of them out because there there's some just bizarre things happening in them. I mean, the '80s were a were a time, just like this time is a time. Good segue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, because we're going down, because we haven't even introduced anything about this podcast yet, so... Yeah, so this is the last episode of this week with Hub, which is real sad, actually. It's also the last week of Con Week. Oh. Which is also real sad. I mean, how else are we going to get our fill of uh, people with the con suffix? I mean, prefix in their name. Oh, man. Well, maybe you could do a con suffix week. Maybe I can. I can't think of, I can't think of any at all. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I have a pretty, like, there's a lot of useless knowledge up here, most of it being Marvel characters. Right. I feel like there's probably some kind of a meta character in some con- comic book universe who is named, like, Retcon. Well, I mean, if there's anything, it'd probably be, like, uh, it'd probably be an X-Men, because they're real good at just oh, they're good throwing at up their own continuity. Yeah, they're good at Retcon. And actually, I can see that being, like, Retcon be a pretty decent character i don't want to use up all my creative juices on creating a uh a a a character other than the one that that i'm uh we're about to work on but i i can see retcon being like some kind of a if not a x-man then perhaps a seldom used gi joe character oh yes i can also see that too oh wait oh here's the thing i forgot to say last time i'm just gonna plug it in here it's gonna be a little bit longer so I'm on Comic Vine, okay? Okay. Which which is a website that's real useful, you know? It lists a lot of things about comics. Uh and uh so I was like in the last episode where there was a Captain America issue and I was looking at some of the information there. And I clicked in one of the characters that Adolf Hitler. Oh. So uh interesting thing about the Adolf Hitler <laughs> comic vine. <laughs> 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 is, is um so it just has the regular uh headings and everything so origin character evolution <laughs> does it say who created him <laughs> yes you know who created uh, him <laughs> a middle cl- so, so here's the um this is gonna be a longer episode by the way uh let's just end this in a bang um so super name adolf hitler <laughs> real name adolf hitler there's that. Uh, aliases. Hitler. Der Fuhrer. <laughs> so, uh, publisher. Non-fictional. <laughs> so I want to know who this non-fictional publisher is, because he made a real bad character. Yeah. <laughs> character type. Sorry. Character type human. <laughs> <laughs> God! Oh, Christ. Okay, so, okay, here's another funny thing. 
apparently his first appearance was an amazing mystery funnies <laughs> number 13 rocket ship bris wait rocket ship bris race <laughs> oh race. okay uh and that came out on october 1939 so um so amazing mystery funnies why did you release hitler uh, I'm so mad at that publisher now. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Okay, apparently he died four times. <laughs> okay. I, I, <laughs> and this should be as funny as it is, but it is. So he died in Young Men number thir- uh, 24. Okay. Wh- who did Young Men? Well, a, a lot of people do Young Men, but... <laughs> That's true. You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> He apparently died in uh, December 1st, 1953. Really? That's the first yeah, time? <laughs> no, apparently that's the first time he died. Wow. He also died in Flashpoint, Frankenstein, and the Creatures of Unknown, number one. <laughs> uh, which was in August 1st, uh, 20, uh, 2011. Okay. Okay, OMAC. Oh, wait, did you? He uh, was an OMAC? Apparently he was an OMAC. The seventy, the Jack Kirby one? No, it's a ninety-one by John Byrne. Boo! Not Bob yeah, John but, Byrne in general, but, but name, being an OMAC that's name? not a Jack Kirby OMAC is boo. The name of it was Mind Comp, and it was an issue three, so it was a thing. Also, he was an unknown soldier. Uh, two hundred sixty-one. Farewell to war. Sorry, which was nineteen eighty-two. So Hitler. Comes back to life a lot, which, you know, it's, happens a lot in comics nowadays. I'm just, I'm sorry, I don't want to get too controversial, but I'm just going to come out and say, I don't like Hitler. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you know what? I Apparently his powers <laughs> <laughs> is insanely rich. Really? Okay. Intellect, which I would argue that any sentient being yeah. has intellect. Leadership. Markmanship. Really? Unarmed combat and weapons master. <laughs> yeah. They are giving this, uh, they are, uh, they are giving this Adolf Hitler way too much credit. Too, way too much credit. Also, um, the origin, the or, like, for, like, the origin and character evolution is just the history of Hitler. That's, <laughs> I, I am taking a lot, I am starting to take some issue with Comic Vine, which I've never had any problems with before. <laughs> yes, so, that's a thing that's out in the world now. Okay, um, I never knew this, uh, guess how many issues he appeared in? 200. No, 1,013. What? Uh. I guarantee he has died in more comics than those three. Well, no, Comic Vine is, uh, Comic Vine? 100%. Is right, always. Ah, is that the character we're talking about today? <laughs> no, no, I just, I forgot to bring it up last issue. So, so, uh, third, third, uh, third episode of Con Week, the biggest con of all. Hitler. Oh, man. Uh, but no, we're actually talking about Controller. I thought that might be the one that we were talking about. I, who, I'm not sh- I, sure who Controller is. I'm not entirely sure who he is either, but I've heard the name before, and I think I, I think somewhere I've got a hero click of him. Is he like blue and gray? Yep. Does he look kind of like a... Dark Side, but without a rocky face? 
though he looks like dark side but instead of his chin being rocky all of it being super rocky yeah he's just a crappy dark side yeah that's all he is he's just a crappy dark side i don't like him well well guess what you have to like him for at least this bit okay so his name is not adolf hitler okay that's that's good i mean that's one point in his favor i'm starting to like him better already (laughs) yes i would say that most characters not hitler are good right i mean even if they're bad i mean exception grayskull not grayskull grayskull's problem is the castle of grayskull okay <laughs> uh red skull oh okay yeah um i I, th- I would say even with him if you can make a list of characters and if you're making a list of pros and cons as it were to tie oh, things together oh, oh. you could put on the pro side of pretty much every other character not Adolf Hitler. And I think that would be a point in their favor. Well, I'm going to have to uh, write into Marvel and tell them that they need to just put under every character is not Adolf Hitler. Right. Just so we know. Right. Unless unless that character is Adolf Hitler. Well, then they have to say is Adolf Hitler. Or they could say presumably is Adolf. (laughs) Presumably Adolf Hitler. We don't know. You know what? Talking about Nazis is oddly uh, relevant. I wonder why. Hmm. Yeah, just something in the zeitgeist right now. Uh, maybe. I'm not sure why. <sighs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Uh, okay, before I get too sad. Oh, oh well, so, so he's not Adolf Hitler. What is his, his alter ego? Well, his, his alter ego besides controller is Basil Sandhurts. Oh. That's a kind of cool yes. name. That is kind of a cool name. Uh, his occupation is electromagnetic, uh, mag, electromagnetical, ma- ma- I can't say words. I'm putting extra letters in it. That's a, oh, uh, before we do that, should, should I make up what the controller is before we hear about him? Oh, yeah, yeah, what is the controller? Sorry, I forgot we talked about Hitler for a lot. It distracted me from you. I think that the controller. He probably hooks up to a, like a game console? Yeah, I can see. Yep. Yep. And he's got buttons on his chest. Uh, he, 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 he has a costume that's made out of the old, uh, the old NES running pad that you would use. Yeah, um, for track and field. And, and only track and field. Right. Right. And, and his, his alter ego, uh, probably, presumably named Basil and not Adolf Hitler, uh, is a professional comp troller. Oh. Which is a job that, like most jobs, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either, and you know what? I'm not going to look it up. Oh, no. No. It, take, it's better that, that way. Take that person who I voted for comp troller who don't know what that does. Take that. No, I, I just intrinsically belittle that job title. Also, it might be super important. It, it could be very important. But comp troller, it goes in a... It goes in a big pile of, of jobs like Burser. Uh, what is a Burser? I don't know. That might be the first, I think that's the first time I've ever heard of it. Oh, it, it has something to do with academia. I think they do something with financing, but I don't know what but, it is. Well, the thing is, there's no way to look that up. No. Well, there are also like this whole huge category of jobs that I don't know what they are. I could not tell you a single thing that happens in an office. I just learned what a sommelier was. Oh, I know that one. 
I, I didn't know that for a long time. I thought that was, I, I, I just thought it was like a fancy French thing. Turns out it is. Yeah, it is a fancy French thing. <laughs> so I was right. Specifically a blues-related uh, <laughs> fancy French thing, or more specifically wine. But yeah, I had to write a, a comedy sketch a while ago, or I guess I didn't have to, but I did. Oh, I don't know. I think you, I think uh, I had a gun to your head when you had to do that. <laughs> but it took place in an office, and I was like, I just need a throwaway line of something that somebody's going to go do, and I cannot name a single thing that happens in an office. Do people well, file? Well, like I had it. I had like my go-to was like, oh, you need to go file these, and then I was like, do people still file things? Like, or is that all on computers now? What you should have done in that situation is say, touching base. Okay. Is that that's what people do in offices? Apparently, it sounds really pornographic to me, but whatever. That's something that people who are professionals sent to me in emails. Oh, jeez, just wanted to so, touch base. We'll, we'll touch base. We'll touch base. I'm just like, come on, let let's get to. I think first. if they wanted to be specifically sexual, they would have to say like, "I just wanted to touch your base." Oh, okay. Well, well, I mean, they did have a B A S S, so maybe they just want to touch my bass guitar. Oh, or your bass. Or my bass, they could have would have touched my fist. I do have a uh, singing fish on my wall. That was probably what they were talking about. Yeah, they're just like I just want to touch your big, big your Billy Big, big Mouth. mouth Billy is that what it is? Bass. I, I think so. so. See, that sounds even more pornographic. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, whatever. But you know, you say stuff like touching base and circle back and synergy. Okay. I, which is also how you turn into a uh, basically like a super music person. You, you just say those words? Yeah, you say synergy, and then you turn into a... You have a hologram oh, movie. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And then and then, you, and then you do things that are truly outrageous. Okay, but counterpoint, we are the misfits, our songs are better. Oh, well, yes, they're, they're, that actually, you know what? That is an actual fact. The misfits' songs were better. That, okay, on the cartoon they were. I really want there to be a live-action gem in the holograms where the misfits are played by Glenn Danzig and the Misfits. Well, you know what is also real great? <laughs> Circling back to comics. That is really great. Jim and the Holograms uh, comic. Yeah? It's real good. I have not read it. It's real good. The Misfits look real cool and punky. Okay. Do do they make uh, any I mean, references to Glenn Danzig? I don't know. It seems like they should. They probably do. The thing is, it's like, I'm not, I'm not a Zighead like a lot of people are. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm real, I'm not real cast. Is that what they're Is that what they're called, Zigheads? The dancing fans? Yeah, they're called Zigheads. Well, the thing is, they they butt up against the Ziggy heads. A oh lot too. man, that's got to cause a lot of confusion. Like that. That's and you're talking about people that are fans of the comic strip Ziggy. Yeah, yeah, the boring, the boring, depressed fat man. Right. I bet there's a lot of confusion between that and Ziggy Stardust fans. Do you well, think yeah, Bowie best. called his character Ziggy Stardust? Out of an homage to the depressed fat guy who has a pet bird? Who's real sassy. That that bird is so sassy. I think that's part of why Ziggy's so bummed out all the time. Constantly got a bird sassing him. Well, you know, I'm not a big fan of birds that aren't fat or can talk. I'm not a big fan well, of I birds see- in general. They frighten me. See, no, I have to put the I have to put the exception to the rule. Like if there's a bird that could barely fly because it's so fat, I'm a, I'm pro that bird. I I I, you know, I respect. You know, like uh, there was like uh, one of my favorite articles I've ever seen and videos was of a kookaburra. Oh, okay, 
who ate a lot of sausages and couldn't fly anymore because he was too fat. <laughs> that is a great news story. <laughs> it's a great news story. My second favorite news story I saw all of last year was from the Omaha Times. Uh-huh. And it was about a, a man who ate four of his son's pot brownies and said mean things to a cat. <laughs> was he arrested for saying mean things to a cat? No, no, it wasn't. It was just a thing that they wrote, and it was so good. I'll send you a link to it, because it makes me feel real good. Well, the thing is, like, they had, like, you know how they have, like, a little summary thing that you can treat out? Uh-huh. A lot of times, uh, the, the, the little summary was, um, area man, uh, ate pot brownies and said, uh, mean thanks to his cat, who he referred to as really judgy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wow. It's the best. Oh, man, we've learned a lot about the controller. (laughs) (laughs) We have. Oh, man. Well, uh, uh, so Basil Sandhurst, uh, showed, first showed up in Iron Man 12. Uh, let me see what, that was 69, April 1st, 69. Oh, (laughs) it was a joke character, obviously. Archie Goodwin. Oh, nice. I bet that's good then. Archie Goodwin's a hell of a writer. Yeah, it's pretty good. From the stuff I read. Uh, my era is more uh, late 90s, early 2000s to now. Uh, Archie yeah, Goodwin's so. definitely worth checking out. He wrote the uh, the first issue of uh, Hero for Hire. Um, oh. And it's it's actually really good. Uh, he's from Maine? The controller is? Yeah. See, the thing is, him being an early Iron Man villain, he should be from Russia, right? Or China? But you know what? Sometimes Americans can be bad too. It's true. That's a that's a valuable yeah. lesson. You know, sometimes I mean I didn't learn that until recently, apparently. Huh. You know? I just learned it just now. Really? Wow, <laughs> you should pay attention to the news, because there's a lot of bad people in the news right now. So he worked for Thanos for a little bit, apparently. Okay. Uh, that doesn't seem like a great just, plan. No. He doesn't seem like a Thanos type either. I don't think anybody from Maine seems like a Thanos type to me. (laughs) No. You know what? Let's just leave out that role. If you're from Maine, just don't don't mess with Thanos. Honestly, nobody should mess with Thanos. Like, the guy literally wants everybody to be dead. That's, like, his plan. Well, I think think people from, like, Arizona are probably pretty good with dealing with Thanos. I'm not sure why. I, I I don't know. I I guess seems like he would like arid places. Yeah, I mean things that are filled with death and lifeless. That describes Arizona, right? <laughs> I had a friend who visited uh Arizona and he is in a mixed marriage. Uh he is black and his girlfriend is white, and he said that when they were in Arizona they got so many dirty looks from people and his takeaway on visiting Arizona was I didn't know that the West Coast needed an Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, apparently there's a lot of Alabamas, if you think about it. I mean, I don't want to keep on referring back to the election, so I won't. Fair enough. Okay, so I'm not going to. Uh, But but Uh, if we could, we can talk about Maine real quick. And I grew up in New Hampshire, and one of the most delightful things you can ever see is a gutter punk teenager with a thick Maine accent. Uh, cause oh, they exist adorable. and it's adorable and they don't want to be adorable. 
I, I find I find people I find that people who are trying their hardest to rebel in fairly tiny places, uh, like such as Maine or or Kentucky, even, which is where I hail from. Do I have an accent? I not that I had noticed. Okay. Okay. Mm. okay. I have something to say to carry then. Okay. I'm keeping that in. I don't care he doesn't listen to this one, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> just people trying to, like, rebel, like, by being punk or goth or something. Uh-huh. And, like, rural areas. It's so adorable. Yeah. it it Like, like you just, just want to kind of give them a hug. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Just, I uh, anarchy in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. One of the best things I've ever heard. I have talked about it on our podcast a little bit, but I have a friend who works for a company called CD Baby that helps put out, uh, like basically self-published audio material, mostly bands. Uh, but there is a writing collective in upstate Maine that put out an audio, uh, CD of their self-published erotica that is all read by a middle-aged dude with a thick main accent and it is one of the greatest <laughs> so things sexy. i have ever heard this is literally a line from it there was no disguise in what was going on under her nordic sweater <laughs> <laughs> okay um can you send me a link to that i, I, I will try to, to like, find to it um, good. I, I i need to feel okay about life I, I will i will i will figure out what that guy's name is and i will find it i've had to look <laughs> okay. it up once well, before <laughs> you know who it might be it might be the controller. Totally could be the controller. I think yeah, that's what well, he does. Yeah, well, you know what? That's his new job. Well, that seems like the, like the controller could totally be that type of a villain. It could be like an S&M thing. It could be. Well, I mean, he's definitely not dressed as it. <laughs> well, I mean, if you cover up his face, he could be a gimp. Well, well you know what? I'm going to take that back. If you put, like, a little gimp mask on him, you could see him in a dungeon. But uh, basically, he worked for Cord Industries, which is one of the leading competitors of Stark Industries, oh. and now Stain International. Okay, like Obadiah Stain. I get it. Obadiah Stain, yeah. See, uh, for some reason, I, I I imagine Hammer Industries more of their competitor. Like they've the got Stark a few competitors because didn't like Wonder Man's company was their competitor for a while. Yeah, basically, he he worked for Cord. He got blown up paralyzed trying to and he used a, the facilities to create a mental wave absorbent which drained the cerebral energies of whoever can it was connected to and transferred it to a uniquely equipped exoskeleton oh which he's basically in the the exoskeleton is what makes him able to walk good to know and then he's like okay. super strong and stuff uh, well, I'm getting to that. Uh, calling himself the controller, he devised a palm-sized slave disc. Well, I lost you there. Okay. Uh, which, uh, when affixed to a person's forehead, converts the person's cerebral energies into an unusual form of broadcast power that is transmitted to the absorption. To absorbatron, sorry. To the absorbatron, then retransmitted to the exoskeleton, which is converted into a... Sorry, this is I'm a very sorry. complicated process. Yes, which is retransmitted to the exoskeleton, which is converted into a simulated lifelike motive force. That was the longest one-on sentence. Yeah. 
for something where you could say he could control people if he puts it on the forehead. What? Yeah. I have a problem with. Okay. And you mean uh, like he shouldn't do that because I'm in agreement no, with no, that. No, first off, okay. First, first off, first off, no, don't do that. But second off, again, as I said before, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be an a hole, be a good a hole. If you're going uh, to town, going to Lincoln. Yeah, like you know, if you're if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna be a villain that controls people, be a little bit more stylish about it. Make him be able to put it on like their chest, like a brooch or something. Ah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna well, stand out like a sore thumb wearing that thing on their forehead. Yeah, make it to where they can cover it up so you can control them. Like, yeah, he'll be like, oh, that dude's under the controller's control. So I'm going to avoid them and try to not get punched by them and stuff. Yeah, yeah bad move, buddy. Bad move. Have it to where you can put it on anywhere on their body. Have it to where it controls through, like, nerve endings or something instead. Or at least, like, the back of their head. Like, the back of the, yeah. if it needs you to know, be near the brain, like, like put it on the back of the neck, like, near the brain stem. He was defeated by Iron Man. Because he's dumb. Fair enough. Wait, although he managed to enslave an entire town. Which, again, bad move. Uh, he was tricked by going outside of the Absorbitron's uh, reception slash transition transmission range. Okay. So, Thanos helped him make better slave discs. With titanium armor. No, ar- not armor, sorry. Technology. Oh, so he didn't have to have the uh, Absorbitron machines afterwards. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, his current activities are unknown. Guess what? You could have made up what his current activities <laughs> <Yeah>. were. Maybe. <laughs> Guess what I think his current activities were. He owns a bed and breakfast? Yeah, he owns a bed and breakfast in Maine. Is, uh, He's just like, like hey, hey, you can stay here for free if you just attach this to your head for a little bit and let me walk around. Oh, yeah, don't yeah, even yeah. tell him that. Just, like, give him a free hat. Put the yeah. uh thing in the hat. Boom. Yeah, so, uh, that's what he's doing, uh, official handbook of Marvel Universe. He owns a bed and breakfast. Yeah. I can't believe I knew this and you didn't. Probably in one of the updates. Probably. I'm pretty sure he does it. Let me, let me see if he shows up in something more sooner. Well, he does. He shows up in Spider-Man. Oh, he showed up in the Dark Rain stuff. He was in Heroes for Hire, briefly. Oh, no, I mean, not in the Oh, okay, okay. But he was in. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No. No, he's, he's just like, hey, a person who only powers to enslave people. Yeah, that doesn't seem like <laughs> the kind of guy who's going to have a redemptive arc. Um, yeah. He's yeah. in, in the Exiles, Exiles for a while. while. Oh, he's in the future X-Men book in, from the 90s. The X-Men Forever. That was the one that oh, Claremont nice. wrote, right? Well, there's only six issues. Okay. In this volume. It's volume one. So let me see. Was it was in 2001. 2001. Yeah, I think the Forever series were the ones that Chris Claremont picked back up, and they continue right after he had left the series. Mm. That's Well, he was also in JLA. Remember the Amalgam Universe? Yeah. He was in he was in an Amalgam Universe comic, the JLA Avengers. Okay. Yeah, the, the Amalgam Universe, I think, is just best summed up by... The Wolverine, Batman, Dark Claw. (laughs) The most, like, 90s comic book thing ever is a Wolverine-Batman hybrid named Dark Claw. Here's a one issue of Venom, the 90s Venom comic, not the current one. Ah, okay. Well, uh, so his superpower things is a lot. Let me just go through all the BS that they have here just to say he has a robot body. Okay, uh, enhanced by the cerebral energies of others. 
his strength grows proportionately. Each slave disc is capable of diverting about 80%, 85% of a person's cerebral energy to the controller's use. I really don't like it when they put math yeah. to stuff that doesn't even be put there. With 20 people under his control, the control can lift about two tons. So he's not a So he gets stronger physically the more people that he controls. But like 20 people, that's actually a lot. I'm not even reading the rest of it. It's basically, he has a robot suit that takes people's mental energy. That's all you need to know. More people he has, the stronger he is. It's it's such a simple thing. I don't know why they had to devote like half a page to it. I don't know. I'm not a fan of this guy. On a scale of... On, on a scale of 1 to 10, I give the controller the finger. You know, okay, you know what? Just to loop this back around. On a scale to 1 to Adolf Hitler, I think he's a 5. <laughs> okay, so plugs? Oh, uh, yeah. If you would like to hear me talk about things, I do it on some podcasts sometimes. Um, yeah, I host a podcast called Tighten Up the Defense. That's T-I-T-A-N, Up the Defense. Uh, that comes out every week in which uh, me and my brother look at a different episode of either the Teen Titans, the new Teen Titans, or the Defenders. We alternate week. And yeah, you can find that. It's called Tighten Up the Defense. It's on whatever podcatcher you choose to use, most prominently iTunes and Stitcher. Um, it is still February, and so if you wanted to check out the series that I did of first appearances of black superheroes last year for Black History Month, you can find those at Traveling Through the Bronze Age, and I'll put up a couple of new ones this February, because I've had some additions to my comic book collection. And yeah, you can listen to me at those places. If you feel like donating, you can do so at Patreon. It's patreon.com backslash ttwasteland, and thank you in advance for the money. Okay, well... Yeah. Uh, this is Jesse. Um, I have two other podcasts. Turn to page, choose your own adventure book podcast, and random sampling, which is a book, which is a book apparently now. I'm also writing it, so <laughs> please buy that. I guess it's also a podcast, which the book is based on. Okay, I'm just trying to think of how that would work, but whatever. I guess it'd be like the Marin Show, but a book form. This is a multimedia extravaganza. So that's about. Wikipedia stuff and other things. We talk about random facts and mostly just talk to each other because we just like talking to each other because me and Kara are friends. I, I hope you guys get that. Do you understand the concept of friendship? You can support me by donating monthly to Patreon. Uh, you get a bunch of rad stuff. You can also support me through getting rad t-shirts and stickers from Redbubble. And, uh, I'll have a link to that in places. You could just search up this title. I mean, this name, the name of the podcast and it should pop up or Jesse podcasts. That's my profile on there. Um, uh, do the things that you're supposed to do with podcasts, like rating and subscribing and reviewing on podcatchers. Uh, and, uh, uh, their artwork is done by Ryan Healy. Um, uh, th- this has been a giant size episode of Alphabet Flight, and may Kachu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Bye.